0: with
1: your tea Uh, it's coffee this time i'm gonna be i'm gonna be uh i'm gonna be a fucking rocket um should we start the show maybe i guess guess. Uh, okay it's it's this is episode 190 of the metafilter monthly podcast it's what you're listening to i am josh cortex millard
0: and i'm jessamine
1: and i am uh, going through just a a a darned liter of tea or or, or coffee and and uh, we'll see what kind of energy level that brings to everything that happens for the next however long
0: yes i have had i have had my coffee i have had my breakfast uh the last podcast we recorded on i think december 6th maybe
1: yeah about a month ago i think we're we're, we're back on the about a month uh schedule which is good yeah um and yeah and yeah here we are uh how are you (laughs) (laughs) Let's pretend we didn't spend 20 minutes uh, of pre-roll chatting.
0: Uh, Doing good. You know, it's kind of like weird melty weather here in Vermont. Uh, I don't know if you heard, but we had some weather a couple weeks ago.
1: Yeah, I I, I heard about that somewhere.
0: um, Which is different here than in Buffalo, which we'll talk about a little bit later because I have a post to mention. But uh, yeah, we got about 20 inches of snow. Power was out for almost a day. And uh, it was pretty dramatic. And so digging out of that took some time. And the last couple days have been really nice and melty. Which means I've been sort of outside in my wet, snowy driveway, sort of getting everything off of it so that the next time it freezes up, my driveway is in a skating rink and it's been going well. I mean, this is first year with this driveway, so learning how to yeah. be a winter house has been yeah. uh, pretty interesting.
1: Nice. Yeah. We, we also had weather, but Portland style. So, you know, there was snow and there was ice and there were a couple days where it was like, well, maybe just don't go anywhere, but... Um, mostly because no one's equipped and no one has a know how knows how to drive, rather than because there was any substantial obstacle beyond you know that fact. Yeah. Um, so uh, you know we 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 stayed home for a couple of days and had to sort of like arrange some plans and cancel some plans around that uh, for like you know I was going to go over to my parents' house and and do the like uh, last night of Hanukkah with them, but uh, the weather was shitty. I was like, Yeah, nope. Uh, so next year. Yeah, Portland. this
0: this, <laughs> this year i didn't really i didn't do much of hanukkah i mean like you know i sort of waved and celebrated it with jim and kate i had lackeys over the sakowitz is like i always do but other than that like i have like christmas friends now who do christmas stuff and so right. uh we uh i uh because jim has covid i mentioned or he's he's better now but he wasn't so he's been missing from holiday festivities this year uh, went over there and we had Chat GPT write a bunch of holiday-themed plays <laughs> for us to perform, and then performed them, which was fascinating. I kind of don't care about Chat GPT, and I find people who want me just to read random shit Chat GPT has written like that doesn't interest me. But yeah. this was really interesting because it yeah. was like kind of a fun social way to do.
1: That? Yeah, I mean, they're, 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 you get this weird, like, semi-improv performative element. Like, you're doing more than just like digesting uh, AI chat logs. You know? Yeah, I mean, that's, and, that, and, that, and, and,
0: and figuring out where the edges are, right? Like, yeah. like it won't do like a erotic or a, or a, even a rom com story, but if you tell it to focus on the sensations of a particular thing, you can yeah. make it do that when it doesn't even know it's doing that.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, um, it
0: described the Holocaust as "quote sad" unquote, which <laughs> I feel is a little missing the point. Like, like it clearly has some like things could hard programmed into it.
1: Yeah, it's not that. It won't do Microsoft horror. chatbot. Uh, what was her name? They made a chatbot a few years ago, and it like was learning from the internet and immediately started saying like terrible racist stuff. And yeah, yeah, yeah. They had to yeah. shut it off. Yeah.
0: Yeah, one of those. Except the opposite. Like, it's just clearly got, like, governor modules on it that are like, don't talk about this at all.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, There was a, oh, speaking of latkes, uh, Mm -hmm. I did not have latkes. We were going to have latkes. We thought we were going to have latkes, maybe like two, three meals, bought a bunch of potatoes and, and onions and... I was shredding them up, uh, and I shredded up all the potatoes we had, uh, getting ready to like bring latke makins over to my mother in law's house. And um, when I first started, I was doing this in a food processor, and, and when I first started it up, I, I heard weird grindings. Like, what's oh, going no! on there? And and like, I I opened up the food processor. And good news, like it, it wasn't like the motor failing or anything. Like well, there that, but
0: there was a screw in it.
1: Yeah, no, but I I, I left I left the uh, I had left the the sort of. Uh, I don't know how to describe different attachments or food, but like the basic like column with a couple wavy blades at the bottom, your basic food processor yeah. blade that just spins around. I left that inside the food processor with the sort of top blade for grating also in oh, there without thinking. So I didn't I check it. first, right? So like, like I, I, I do a potato and like, boy, that's, that does not sound right. And I open it up it's like, oh, this is in there. Okay. I'll pull that out. No, the, the, I'm glad it's not damaged. Looking at that blade as I pull it out and put it back, put the shredder back in, shred the rest of the potatoes, pull out the thing, put the potatoes in a bowl, look at the uh, the shredder fixture and it's got sort of like the tall column that keeps it up at the the top of the food processor and I see that a bunch of the plastic of that column had been shredded away oh, no. by the other tool that was in there and so there's just like just enough plastic in this oh. giant bowl of all the potatoes we have that I'm like so we are sorry. not even <laughs> we just uh <sighs> So we'll probably make some latkes sometime this month, just to just sort of console ourselves. But uh, well, it was, and that's it just so, so harsh. Uh, like
0: you can toss it in your compost, I guess, but like you can't yeah. do anything with it. Yeah,
1: yeah. This is now just junk because uh, there's that's too much plastic. Like right. I, probably people would be fine, but I'm not going to fucking make plastic latkes. Um
0: Right, or you're the one who ruined Hanukkah by yeah. you know mom chokes on a whatever.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that's my Lotka story. That's that's why no because uh, last month. Um, but, yeah, other than that, uh, we had, we had like, pleasant low-key holidays as well. I uh, I did get a cold, so I ended up, like, not meeting up with friends for a little, like, boxing day get-together. Because, uh, like, you know what? I, I feel like shit, and I'm going to, you know, potentially give other people a cold, and these are both not good. So, uh, just you know, stay home and play video games. And- yeah. That lasted for a couple days, but then I then I got better. It's certainly no COVID. So
0: New Year's uh, Eve, did you do
1: anything? Uh, if uh, yeah, went to bed before midnight. What? Um, <laughs> it's we, we uh, you know we, we we had a nice chill evening at home, and we like you know watched some TV and did some reading, played some video games. Uh, both getting sleepy by eleven, and like you know went up to bed, and sort of expected to be woken up at midnight by a bunch of noise, but that didn't happen either. So, so I just woke up in the in the new year.
0: That's neat. Yeah, yeah. I went to the same christmas people's house uh for new year's and it's nice like i miss jim there for two reasons one because he kind of brings the party with his vibe for whatever reason like people just adore him and miss him when he's not there but also because when he goes he's also my age and most of these friends are younger by about 10 years Uh. and like it doesn't really matter but like their younger friends are younger than me by 20 years you yeah. know, and so that can be weird. They'll talk about something on TV. They were talking about Land Beyond Time, I think. Huh. Some like dinosaur television. I may not even have the name right because all I know is it well, reminded okay. me of Land of the Lost.
1: Yeah, so so there's a, there's the Land Before Time, which was like a Don Bluth, I want to say, animated dinosaur film from when I was a kid. Yeah, it's um, that. So yeah, yeah so I okay. was
0: already a grown up. I mean, I thought I was a grown up at that point. But so they have all of these like you know inside jokes about that, um, which is fine, but then I'm just kind of like, "Oh my God, I'm yeah. incredibly old." And then like got home really late, which is great, But then it's weird in this house because it means the house is cold, and then you have to heat the house up, but then it's late and you're hot, and then, huh, my routine, uh, so it was pretty interesting. <laughs> like it's, it's the latest I've been up at this house since I've lived in this house, and uh, nice. Yeah, but it was like a good time, and I, you know, I survived. So hey,
1: <laughs> yeah, you, you you lived you lived into twenty twenty three. So mission well, accomplished. I got
0: back on my uh, back on my program the next day. You know, you're always I don't know if you're me. You're always afraid. Like if you disrupt your routine, it's going to take you forever to get back on your routine. It turns out, sure, it was not the problem.
1: That's that that's good. Yes. No, I just uh I just have trouble forming habits in the first place. So, you know. I yeah. Have
0: <laughs> I have the opposite problem. <laughs> Whatever exactly the opposite problem is.
1: I mean I I, I, I think I, I think really I like I, I also have a whole creature habit routine thing. It's just a lot of the time I don't really recognize it even necessarily as routine so much as it's like an assumption that only I notice is being violated when it's violated,' <laughs> like, oh wait, oh wait, no oh, again, I guess I do always do that that way, I guess I do, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah um, yeah, anyway, um, yeah, well, and uh and hey, Metafilter, yeah. meta filters uh here in twenty twenty three that's pretty exciting, yeah, uh new year new me fi. Uh, uh. Uh, uh. It's Mafi. Um, what? <laughs> but uh, but yes, uh, Mafi really uh, that pronunciation really creeped up on me uh, as a consequence of ownership was an interesting thing. So, Just
0: because talking to other people about it, all of whom said I, it I not guess, your way. Yeah, I,
1: I I think so. I think that's part of it. Like I I also needed to not get in an argument about it every time I brought it up. Sure. Uh, which would mostly be be me getting in an argument with myself probably but like you know it's like uh, no I should, just, I should just call it whatever I'm going to call it and I will acknowledge that me has I think a it is, it is like a phonetic cow path on this word like yeah. I, I do still in my heart of heart it's Mephi. but Mephi is a little bit more like uh linguistic parkour it's a, it's a little bit more mouth mouth work and, and mefi like does flow also pretty- it's wrong well, you know, there you is know. that
0: problem—the wrongness problem.
1: See, this is just you—you you know, waving your, your 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 ownership stick around like, it oh, is, because you own the place, actually. you can just say what's it's right. Exactly <laughs> what it is.
0: Thank you for recognizing my ownership stick. Yes. <laughs>
1: but yeah, yeah, let's 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 talk about some uh, metafilter stuff. All
0: let's... right. There's no job, so next. All right. Um, but what I would like to do actually is do a thing we don't usually do here and uh, just briefly talk about fanfare. Do it because, like, I think Fanfare is amazing, and I really feel like more people should use it. And I feel like over time, possibly this year, as we get sort of code committee together and start thinking about that, we can start thinking about ways to make Fanfare more useful, yeah. right? Because I think people really like talking about TV. I think there aren't a lot of good places to talk about TV. I think the fact that it's asynchronous or not, depending on what you want, is really useful. And I've started using it asynchronously because I'm watching um, Leverage Rebooted. Do you know Leverage at all? Have we talked about this?
1: I I only know of it. Or Leverage Redemption, sorry. Yeah. Um, I I never watched it. I never... uh... Uh, saw any of it? But I yeah, know some well, people part like of it. it
0: takes place in Portland, the old show. So basically, it was a show that was around, you know, kind oh, of remember, a, I, a heisty kind of ca- caper, individual yeah, I, caper. I, I,
1: I remember I would see like filming, like like location filming sometimes. Yeah, and so years ago. It,
0: the first couple episodes, first couple seasons were in Boston, so that was awesome for me because I'm like, oh, I know all these places. And then they moved to Portland, and I was like, well, I know actually some of those places. And then it stopped. And then it got rebooted in a show called Leverage Redemption without the main character, who was Tim Hutton, because he, I guess, was problematic. And.
1: Oh, is uh, he? Uh.
0: Yeah, there was some, like. Uh, you know, maybe he raped a person 30 years ago, but it was not satisfactorily resolved and maybe he wanted to move on anyhow. And it's yeah. kind of good because his character was kind of like a weird drunk and you were supposed to believe he was some genius. And I don't know, I'm happier without him. And so then they brought in uh, a couple new characters and now it's in New Orleans of all places. Uh-huh. And now I'm like, oh, I know those locations so that's fun but it's been fun to like show up in these threads you know brain Wayne and gen full moon you know people people you know from like i guess leverage redemption is a little bit sooner uh it's a little bit more recent um but like to show up in threads from like a year ago and be like oh hey i thought that same thing kind of when i saw this later and it's not like you're necessarily talking to one another but you can be in a community of mephites who are talking about a thing.
1: Yeah, there's there, there's 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 that sense of of sort of continuity over time. There's that that sense of like you know this is this is a this is a this is a shared resource that like you know is part of the weird spider webby network that is the nature of being in a community. Like yeah, it's there's it's not just like you know anyone who shows up a a month later or a year later is just on their own so much as like, okay, well, we might not be sitting around a coffee table talking about this, but we're effectively being able to uh, you know, make, make that connection and have some connective tissue between these different moments in time. And
0: Yeah, and-, and theoretically, you know, you could sort the front page of Fanfare different so that you could see which threads are active, as an example. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, then people would know that there's somebody chatting in the Leverage Redemption threads. Hey, it's me! Uh, sort of talk about that so I just think fanfare is sort of a diamond in the rough and encourage people who maybe haven't been over there to maybe go over there because there's books there's special events there's uh there was some you know end of the year stuff there's a there's a whole talk side of it and uh yeah it's neat so that was that was my little uh and and there's a really interesting mix of stuff and it can also be kind of a neat discovery like what are nerds watching yeah that maybe you didn't know was a thing nerds would be watching.
1: Like I didn't know Stepfather Three what? existed. Uh, just seeing uh, Miss Lappin, uh, Lappin probably um, uh, posted a movie from 1992 called Stepfather Three, which is presumably uh, the third Stepfather film, but uh, not a.
0: I do not uh, know anything it about. Looked, it,
1: it looks like a shitty uh, horror thriller, uh, which is like right up my uh, fucking uh alley so after escaping from an insane asylum and having his face surgically altered the psychotic Ah. serial stepdad from the first two Ah. rooms woos another woman this time with a wheelchair bound son awful predictably things do not go to plan um yes that could mean anything i wonder what's yeah anyway uh yes i agree and 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 i'm i'm excited to hear uh that as an aspiration because yeah no I, I totally agree with you i think i think with the with the right uh resources and gumption like the usefulness and uh, like like approachability fanfare could really improve in a way that would make more people appreciate uh what is in fact there yeah and so, would yeah.
0: be another place for a community to sort of hang out in a place that was meaningful to them yeah exactly
1: yeah um well let's talk about uh, projects
0: sure uh, Horace, there's many, uh, relevant to my interest, uh, projects, including, uh, this one by, uh, Horace Rumpole, otherwise known as John Overholt. He's a curator at the Houghton Library, uh, and they set up a online version of an exhibit that, uh, You can actually go look at it. It's kind of a 3D, slightly queesifying, if that's not really your thing, (laughs) uh, way. Um, But it's it's neat, basically. It's uh, 40 examples from Houghton's collection of early modern portraits of named people of color. So basically, you know, a person of color who they know who they are, not just like this random person, that random person, this incidental person who shows up in the picture. Um, And I saw... I think I saw the web page for the exhibit, but this is this is a whole this is a whole other thing.
1: Yeah, it's like it's like a Google Street View uh for the inside of a museum exhibit. Uh vibe of like so you're uh you know, navigating around. Yeah. Um and uh yeah, no, it's really neat. I, I I I I thought that was excellent. Uh it's 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 a nice appropriate use of that sort of thing. I think so. You know, so. like uh,
0: Right, you can't come to the library in person, so
1: yeah. Yeah, um, there is <laughs> there 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 is some weird little bit of psychological weight to having you know a view of other people looking at art that like you know is is interesting. It's it's, it's interesting little touch versus just like. Uh, like a you know whatever slide what, what uh, a light box that's that's the word i'm looking for for that kind of like default gallery thing where you have just like you know a series of images that pop up
0: yeah yeah um, yeah yeah that like over the dimmed background kind of thing yeah 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 um oh speaking of i mean of, it has
1: its merits too but you know yeah um
0: speaking of looking at art i would like to uh Give a shout out and uh, a thank you to Captain Renaud, who was driving semi nearby here to go to uh, Mass MoCA, Museum of Contemporary Art, as well as a couple other like museum-y things down here. And um, he lives in Canada, in in Toronto, where I met him and his sister's a librarian. And him and his mom were somewhat near here. And he, uh, he stopped by, brought some snacks, said hello. I gave him a tour of the house. It was really cool to see him. And, uh, yeah, I just wanted to say thanks. It was neat. Nice. Yeah, and then they he put a ton of really cool pictures of Mass Mocha up on his Facebook. And oh, fucking was, A. As well as, like, pictures of my house. So I was like, hey, that's a picture of my house. Uh, it was neat. Yes. I
1: still, I still got to get to Mass Mocha at some point.
0: You um, really should. Like I, it would I mean, be so extremely up your street.
1: Yeah, well, I think they, they, they still have, and I think at least for a couple more years, a, a huge uh, solid Whip uh installation there um and like i was thinking several years ago i should well next time i get out you know that way and then COVID happened and i haven't been flying out to the east coast to see my my brother and friends at all and right uh so at some point at some point that'll happen uh but yeah no it's it's, it seems like a really cool museum and i would like to finally actually see it and i feel sort of dumb about never seeing it when i was in college but in college i didn't know that i was into uh you know contemporary visual art right um I guess cause I wasn't yet,
0: <laughs> but right. maybe it, how maybe could it would you, have been, how could you know? know, right.
1: Yeah. Um, I like this, uh, niche project from, uh, Gerpl, cause this is like, this is jam stats, data analytics for roller derby games where Gerpl has just literally written together a tool for doing analysis of data from roller derby, like, like score data. Um, and this is like one of those things where, like, you know, if you're sitting around, if you're into this, and you're like, "Oh, I wonder who did what, or I wonder what this looks like." And you're like well, you do some data analytics. Well, how do you do that? Well, I guess you fucking write your own code. Well, goddammit, it, Gerbil did. Um, so, if you are specifically into roller derby, uh, like sabermetrics gerpal has made this possible it's like it's a very it this is like a baseball thing to me which is funny because like yeah, you know it, because it's I an actual pe- sport yes yeah yeah people people do this for like you know mainstream sports sports too but like you know baseball is like its own weird thing and i, I think is roller will be probably still a thing it, it it's 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 in a complicated place um
0: Come on, man. Cool
1: cool work cool work, Gerpl. Let me let, let me let, let okay. see here. I, I, we'll uh, wrap yeah, up but, with Gerpel. This was yeah. neat.
0: And I this love that the... you can see like penalties by Skater because I feel like that kind of thing really helps you learn to tweak how your team works in order to win more games, right?
1: Yeah. Like this is this is the kind of stuff where being able to just take a little bit closer look at like the the not just top line stuff or the like memorable play by play stuff, but like the actual like Gooey stuff like that's 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 that starts to get interesting. That's where I start to say, "Oh, okay, there's something there's something cool going on here." There's like a Moneyball sort of vibe, you know?
0: Right, right, Um, right, right. I love the testimonial section of this GitHub page too, because it's like, "Bless you," says somebody on Reddit. Go you! This is great. Somebody on the Facebook score (laughs) scorecard group.
1: (laughs) Um, to answer your Blazeball question, Blazeball is still around and it's still coming back and it's in a weird place where they, they they took a bunch of time off they got um i think some actual like you know investment from someone who wanted to like make it more of a thing um and they've done a couple little events over the last while but it hasn't like really been back in full force in a while and they announced that it was coming back uh late last year and then it came back that day with the first of many once a week brief events, there were more of announcements than anything, Got which it. is kind of a bummer because like I was ready for like that, that come back. And it says like, Hey, we are back to starting to tease whenever we actually get back to play. And it's like, ah, uh, like I, I stuff takes time and you want to, you want to keep people's like attention, but it's, it's rough. because like, Yeah. They had such a, an unanticipatable lightning and bottle thing in the first place with it, that they're in such a difficult place of either do we say, oh, well, that was great. That happened and we're never going to get back to it. Or do they say we're going to put in a bunch of work and try and find a way to, you know, create a a new lightning rod that's more durable and won't get fried. Uh, And it's such a risk. Like, like, like I'm, this is all, I'm deeply sympathetic about all this because like, it's so hard to say, okay, we're going to decide to really slow play this thing that, thing that made it happen in the first place was this out-of-nowhere crazy momentum because you don't want to throw away the momentum and you also don't want to burn yourself trying to just keep going, 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 which I think they were basically doing the entire first run of it. it was like they were right, just...
0: Right, right, right. But un- there's only un- so un- much you can tease people before they're like, ah, yeah, so chicken it, it, little, it, it, nothing's yeah. happening here.
1: Yeah, like there, 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 was, there was not a... You don't have weird things happening as a result. Like you don't have a weird emergent thing happen happening with the events that have been happening like this it's more like here's here's sort of tarot deal level weirdness which is like okay a little bit of something's happening every Friday and there's something to sort of peek and say oh hey it's it's that player who I like and they're back from the nether realm or whatever uh but there's like there's no games happening there's no weird glitches there's no surprising and they're, know, they're not even
0: telling you about the status of the actual Games or players, I assume?
1: Yeah, well, they, they, there's no games happening. So players are sort of like coming back to the stadium from, from from the void, essentially. So it's like it's like if instead of having a new season of baseball, what you had was a season of roster announcements periodically. This is it's how like, it's I just, feel
0: like the Olympics are, that it's like 50% roster announcement type shit and then 50% Olympics actually watching the sports.
1: yeah. Because so they're anyway, always doing
0: all these backstories and looking at people's lives. Yeah, rooms
1: and, yeah, yeah. The uh, uh, what's the phrase? Inspiration porn, I guess.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think of inspiration porn that's specifically targeting the disabled community, but I may be just wrong. Yeah, about well, I, that. yeah.
1: Well, I'm. I, I uh, that that is what I most. I, I feel like I'm not finding the word I want. Like it's a related idea, but I feel like there's another phrase for it that's. Uh, Right, there's, to talk yeah,
0: specifically about that thing.
1: Yeah, yeah like, like like we're definitely going to get into some emotional tragic backstory and whatnot. And now, you know, this is something that I associate specifically, uh, and the phrase I'm failing to track down is uh, I was watching American Ninja Warrior, um, which I got too late. Like I didn't watch it like when it first started. Um, I've only seen I,
0: a couple episodes of it, but I, I know enough to be conversant in it.
1: Yeah. Well, like, it's really interesting because like the first like two or three seasons, it was this weird, scrappy, low budget show being put out by G4. And it was like, we got a bunch of weirdos together to wait in line all day at this like thing we built in LA and now they're all going to try and not fall down and a few of them will manage to not fall down and it's going to be goofy and weird and look at the costume this guy's wearing and let's talk to this bored surfer who's hanging out with us and it was like it wasn't great but it was kind of great for being so scrappy and it was a lot right, of like right, right, people right. falling down and trying to navigate a course and then like at some point they got money at some point someone else bought it like a bigger network picked it up And then it went like really high gloss, and all of a sudden, instead of like, "Hey, this guy drove 17 hours and uh, has had nothing but coffee today, and now he's going to face plants in the first trial," and boy, okay, next guy. Instead, it's like, okay, time for the tragic backstory, time for the insight into. Well, and
0: and it seemed to me like when I watched a later season of it that like the people were like professional ninja warrior. people like yeah, they've been be training thing, specifically to do this as yeah. opposed to just like i'm kind of fit and
1: yeah let's see like it has it, it, been running long enough that yeah you have people who are specifically in sort of that kind of thing and right and parkour, i run a ninja like,
0: warrior gym yeah, kind of thing yeah.
1: and and because they're not churning through a bunch of weirdos with limited commentary uh they churn through less people so we we don't see as much of the like uh, very, very doomed also-rans. And
0: yeah, 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 yeah.
1: It's just, yeah. Anyway. Um, I know what So you once mean, again, what good that, job, Griffo with the jam stats.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: I liked... Um, uh, da, 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 I clicked on the wrong thing. Uh, I liked these uh, Christmas tunes that I'm seeing in retrospect. I think I posted the blue, but didn't get linked back. Uh, Sean Struck uh, put out a lowercase t collection uh let's see the the uh, band name they're doing it with uh, of a very 8-bit christmas and it's nice chiptune you know old school video gamey sounding uh, christmas tunes which uh, you know score for anything that is more listenable than just actual standard you know 40s 50s era christmas music recordings Hooray! Uh, i enjoyed them a great deal and it was nice
0: that's funny i wonder why it was posted to the blue i mean maybe somebody didn't use the tool i guess
1: yeah if someone just doesn't use the button um when I catch them, I'll usually uh, sort of stink them about afterwards. So I think I'll maybe do that on the slide while we're on the on the call okay. here. So Great. you talk about other project. Okay. i will go fix that.
0: Well, uh, the one that's totally up my street, uh, the other one, is uh, by Beck Tench, who is a library person who just uh, defended – hold on one second. Uh, defended their dissertation and – wait a second. Sorry, I'm just uh, grasping for pronouns because I think I know them, but I, I want to make sure I am not getting them wrong, basically. Nope. not sure. Beck. Um, so basically, Beck just defended uh, the dissertation, and they have a toolkit of resources for library workers to design and discover what they call restorative environments. So basically, it's ways of kind of... Uh, I mean, you'll you can see, but like sort of helping people manage stress, help people understand environments that are causing stress. How can you use design skills, which is something I have frequently mentioned that libraries could definitely use more of, and uh, I like it. It's it's very like. Like the 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 best parts of self care, and especially for library workers and people who work in libraries, and nice. I just I just thought it was the neatest. Uh, Beck's a really good follow on uh, social media. I'm not sure if they've made the move to Macedon, but uh, I follow I follow them on on Twitter, and I'm glad I do.
1: Well, a dissertation is basically a book. And so this is also a book so uh, that's a segue uh, hogshead wrote a book called everybody wins
0: oh yeah um, I saw that that looked neat
1: yeah it's a book about uh, the, sort of the history of modern uh, board games and like you know coming out of the euro and German uh, uh, game movement and uh, yeah it's 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 nice it, it looks really cool it's a as they say it's a big chunky coffee table tome, and that's uh, that's the best chunky, um,
0: chunky coffee chunky coffee table
1: yep like that's a, books book books should come in two categories of size so small enough to not be a pain in the ass and big enough that like it's worth it yes like I'm, I'm definitely over hardbound copies of stephen king novels which you know when i was you know younger i was like yeah oh yeah i want to get a hardback it's like no i don't i want a fucking paperback so i can hold the thing up while i'm reading in bed uh but if you're gonna go coffee table book go coffee table book Give me Chunky. Um, so, yes. Uh, I, I, yeah. need,
0: I need a coffee table. I kind of yeah. have a coffee table. But We've got I, a should, I should put some table. books on it. Because it, it was something uh, a friend built out of uh, the door of my old barn that I have been carrying around with me since I sold that place a long time ago. And I've been meaning to make it into a table and just, nah, it turns out it's not really where my... Where my heart is but i had a friend turn it into a table but now i have to finish the top of it and Uh, um like finish meaning just put some finish on it and um yeah it's too cold it's too cold to do inside projects that are not in my office yeah so i'll get there springtime Last project for me, I think, is uh, Way to Go, Jeticus, for co-authoring an article in JAMA Psychiatry uh, talking about legislation of uh, psychedelic drugs and uh, talking about psychedelic drug reform. It's a really interesting article, uh, and it sort of talks about, you know, drugs are becoming accessible in the U.S. What does that mean for how we treat people or use them? Therapeutically or not, or how legislation works it's a it's a serious article uh and um yeah i just I just thought it was neat and uh way to go jeticus it was published uh, a month ago
1: yeah, nice let's see all right well let's uh let's move on to metafilter okay, uh I feel like oh. Yeah, I made a post to
0: Metafilter, and uh, I'm aware this podcast is not just about me talking about my posts, but I was interested in this because it was one of those things where, like, I just read something, and I was like, ah, Metafilter would like that, and would like to talk about that, and uh, they did, a little bit, and also, it's uh, about gaming, which I thought you'd be interested in, Uh, Epic I saw, um, I,
1: I saw this go by and then I realized I lost track of it and didn't like dig in there. Well, I'm uh, so yes. glad
0: I could show it to you. And it turns out, yeah. it, you know, I thought it was going to be a very chatty thread and it was not as chatty, which also fine. Um, but basically, in short, uh, Epic Games, who makes Fortnite, has to pay an awful lot of money because they were um, violating the privacy of children and making it too difficult for children, especially, to not pay money being upsold and blah, 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 blah. And it's a massive fine from the FTC. I mean, as we keep waiting for the FTC to drop the hammer on Twitter for various uh, violations, uh, it was yeah. pretty interesting to see this because I think a lot of us talk about dark patterns, right? they of the things where you want to click no, but it's easier to click yes. And yes is what the company wants you to click kind of thing. And this is a real analysis of exactly what Epic Games did inside Fortnite to incent children, teenagers, I guess, but you know, children, uh, to, you know, spend money or stay in the game or give away personal information. And, uh, Really interesting, and it'll be interesting to see if it shifts how gaming companies, especially, do that, right? Because people love yeah. games, and and they should love games, but this aspect of them is uh, troubling.
1: Yeah, like it's it it it's such a it's such a tricky territory because like you know, I I think it's good that Epic is getting smacked down on this because Fortnite has been so huge, and I think it's partly because they've been successful enough to sort of just run with the profit-making side of it. And they've like, this is not the only sort of dodgy decision they have made in the uh, flush of cash they've been floating on the last few years. Um, but it's, it, it's also like, you know, it's uh, I, I thought I had more of a point than I did and I <laughs> don't, so I'm just going to abandon it. But basically, yeah, it's, I, I think the short version is that, games are so often structured as sort of an interactive uh you know feed of satisfaction loop that like the line between uh exploitative like financial dark patterns and the core sense of like uh addictive or engaging game loop is less clear than if it was like a novel right like if you were right. using weird dark patterns to exploit people who read novels that aspect of it, that dark pattern stuff is more clearly separate from the basic form of the thing. Like, you know, if, if Amazon was doing something really nasty with like prime reading incentivization or something, you know, it's easy to say, okay, well, this part is the book and this part is the...
0: The fucking bullshit. The, the, the fucking yeah. stuff. Well, because do you remember like old, old paperbacks used to have sometimes like inserts in the middle that were just weird ads?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: And but it was clear they were ads, not yeah. the book.
1: Yeah, and it was clear that it was fucky. Like, like no one come across come, would come across out a book and not be like, "Well, this is some fucking advertising bullshit." Right, um,
0: right, right, right. But
1: with games where like being excited about finding a rare bit of loot is oftentimes a part of the gameplay experience, then when you start to structure sort and of not exploitative- a problem
0: unless you make yeah. it a problem. Like exactly. you can have a game where that's a non problematic aspect. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, a lot of games that I've been playing lately have had, like, I like a game where I scavenge, I like a game where I scrounge, and every once in a while I find something nice, I mean, it's the trash. And that's fine if I'm just doing literally, I'm choosing to spend my time on that because I feel like it, but if the company decides, okay, well, yeah, but what if you could get something better if you gave us a few smackaroos, and which is a huge aspect uh, to varying degrees of problematicness in in the games industry in general, like, it's it's a anywhere between, like, you know, an understandable alternate way to fund games instead of charging for them up front to just really fucking shitty gambling and uh, irresponsible, like, baiting and, and, and odds-juicing right. stuff to get money out of people. And, yeah, so it's it's weird. But, yeah. uh, yes, I, I think... Uh, I don't feel, feel like AAA gaming and major gaming behemoths are really hurting right now. Uh, so uh, Epic feeling a little bit of hurt for being shitty there is probably... Oh, yeah, a half a billion outcome.
0: dollars of hurt.
1: Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like for a lot of companies, that's an impossible I money mean, for, for Epic. That is,
0: it's going to be a pain point.
1: Yeah. It's going to be a pain point. But it's know, not going to that, put That's going to really business. cut into the, you know, the, that's going to cut into the trillions total, uh, of, you know, Fortnite revenue, which is insane to think about. But, um, Anyway, yes. Yes, it's a fascinating thing. I, I am a little bit surprised it didn't get a little bit more discussion, but also, I don't know, the players specifically in it. Epic, I don't feel like is super... I don't feel like Epic is as well-known as Fortnite is, is kind of the thing. Like, Fortnite yeah. really blew them up from being this, like, middling company that was not AAA, put out some games. some and was of them Fortnite were successful, something some of them
0: they weren't. acquired, or was Fortnite something they built?
1: Fortnite is... This is the weird, increasingly forgotten history at this point. <laughs> Epic made a game called Fortnite years ago. And it was a game where you would, as a co op, like a group of a few players, you would play together to sort of build up a fort over the course of the day. And then. Not the at night? night- and that night the zombies would come and they would uh, try it. and break in. And like, there was, there was a whole game. So, you know, you know build, build up your fort, build your fortifications, get yourself armed and supplied. And then, you know, the zombies or whatever, I don't even know if it was zombies, but it probably was because it's always zombies, would come and, you know, attack and try and break through. And either you would like manage to hold them off or not and then rinse and repeat. And that was the whole thing. And like, by, by all reports, I never actually played it, but it was like, it was fine. Like, it didn't light the world on fire. And then the Battle Royale thing came along with player unknown battlegrounds, uh, and that everybody was like gonna make a battle royale and Epic like took their assets from Fortnite and said, Well, let's make a Battle Royale mode and so they put out Fortnite Battle Royale as this like uh, so you and your friends still
0: buy, build the fort, but then you're fighting to get into other people's forts?
1: There, it, it's more that there was a little bit of fort building still, but it was mostly running around shooting each other and trying to be the last person or last squad Is alive Fortnite the one where the you
0: make up a dance?
1: There's a lot of dances in Fortnite. So this is, okay. yes, this is, this is the thing. So like they make Fortnite Battle Royale. That explodes. It becomes insanely successful. And suddenly they are a company making Hundreds of millions of dollars, and like they started their own game store. There's the Epic Game Store now that they've been running for the last few years, basically because of all the cash they were flushing from how much Fortnite Battle Royale blew up. No one, people still weren't playing Fortnite, like you know whatever. It was like it was still a whatever little afterthought of a not successful game they put out. So now Fortnite Battle Royale is just Fortnite, and Fortnite is a forgotten you know uh, book on the shelf in their dusty library. Um, but yeah, no, it they. Yeah, it just sort of happened and they have made a ton of money off it and successfully managed that blow up success and become sort of like the preeminent battle royale game in the world, even though, you know, Plunkbat was the huge starter one and a bunch of other people have like tried to get in that arena too. But yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy how how much money they've made off it and the fact that half a billion dollars is you know a lot of money, but it's not all of the money.
0: Right, uh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Fascinating.
1: It's wild. Um, let's see. What do I have from Metafilter? I've got a bunch of things. Uh, there is uh, <laughs> there's a post uh, by Janelle where I made the first comment joking about how I should show this to Janelle because this is the way it works is she f- posts fascinating things about uh, fiber art and, and and textile art. And then I immediately think of her and then I check the byline. Um, but this uh, book about, uh, 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 well, a post about book charkas, uh, which are a kind of compact spinning wheel um, with, has an interesting like history. Charka.
0: okay. Sorry, it's, go on. I'm just, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's I've learned. You, a,
1: I've learned a word. Basically, watch it. Watch a watch a video from the post because it's a very cool little machine. I was just I was just over at her house the other day and she sh- showed it off uh, to me and Angela. Um, but it's like it's a small, great wheel. Which a, a great wheel is an old school type of spinning wheel that had a big wheel that you would use as the primary driver for the spinning motion uh, that made the spinning possible. Uh, but this one is like a tiny little crank and it all folds up into like a a good sized hardback book shaped box. Uh, It's fascinating. It's just neat. Like I, I, I have seen a lot of spinning. I've still not gotten at all into it personally. Like it just doesn't click with me so far, but like the technology that has existed at different times to accomplish it is really fascinating. And people are familiar with like, spinning wheels more generally I think in sort of like western culture and, and western literary canon.
0: well and especially like in New England for Pete's sake like yeah, sure, yeah. It, it it's one of those things that screams colonial New England in the United States
1: yeah yeah Um, but, but the history sort of before and after and adjacent to the sort of classic spinning wheel is like, there's all this other stuff too, because like, it's really important to be able to make, you know, string and yarn and and whatnot. And so people came up with all these different ways to do it, but the, the, the history and the specific sort of 20th century context of this one is fascinating too. Like it's, it's a cool machine and it's cool how this was kind of a specific invention of India in the time of gandhi as a sort of utilitarian and maybe economic you know justice solution too um so yeah cool cool pulse all around cool machine that i did not know about uh good job janelle don't forget to check out this post that you made because i think you'll like it
0: Yes. Thank you. I enjoyed this post by 10 Cold Hot Dogs, which was one of those things where like you see something on another site and then you come to Metafilter to see if people are talking about the thing. And and they were. This is a short 30-minute documentary on YouTube called Wooks. And it's all about like those kind of, I don't, Probably every culture has like a different name for them, but those kind of like festival hippies who basically like, you know, they used to be deadheads, right? You follow the Grateful Dead around and you sell peanut butter and fluff sandwiches out of your trunk and you use that to buy acid and food. And then that's what you do for months. In fact, one of the things we spent some time doing at um, Hanukkah was the guy who was hosting Hanukkah, who's also one of our state legislators and one of the new guys to Hanukkah who is uh, the new boyfriend of one of the neighbor ladies, uh, turned out to have both, like, gone on tour with the dead. And so they were both talking about their blah, 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 touring with the Grateful Dead stories, which I always enjoy because we're all old and fusty now. And um, this is very similar. It's about those kind of, like, you know, psychedelic taking, dreadlock having, like, odd philosophy doing, but similar to, you may have seen the documentary this guy did about the Juggalos. It's very non-judgmental. I did not see it, but yeah, I know
1: what you're, yeah, I know the one you're talking about. Yeah,
0: the Juggalo one, just, you know, the, the overarching theme is like, hey, we're all family, and we know people look down and crap on us, but, like, we're a hear for each other in a way that's kind of nice. And the, the sort of wooks, I guess. I've never heard that expression for these yeah, people. But uh, it's a very kind of non-judgmental look at some of the things they think and some of the things they believe, mostly by sort of listening to them talk about this, that, or the other. And uh, it's very good. Nice. So, yeah, I, I suggest uh, watching the video and uh, commenting it in the thread if you want.
1: Yeah, I will have to check that out. That sounds good. I think you'd like it. Um, here's a very lightweight thing that was just a nice little post from Etrigan. Like, here's two funny minutes from an old episode of QI. Um, and it is a very funny couple of minutes from an old... I I, I knew this thing uh, because like I'd seen it before because it's hilarious. And it's just uh, Stephen Fry stumbles over some words and then everybody starts being goofy.
0: Um, I would 100% love this, so I will make sure I yeah. uh, check it out because that's like you know there's a whole bunch of like in the uk they do more like christmas and new year's themed television you know like panel shows there's like big fat quiz and taskmaster does a new year's treat and so i i tend to spend more time this time of year engaging with sort of uk content than i might otherwise and uh yeah, the thread is yeah. nice because there's some other stuff in yeah, there too. Yeah, people are linking
1: to other, other little bits and whatnot and related ideas. And yeah, there's even a little bit of discussion of like, well, what other kind of panel show stuff is there? And is there any really like American version of this? Which is like, not really. No, American they've tried really to do, do that
0: kind of stuff in America and it just doesn't take. Yeah. America has game shows. Like, they don't have panel shows where like you don't really win anything.
1: Yeah. Which is, which is, uh, Which is a shame.
0: Well, it just means you can watch stuff from other cultures, which I appreciate. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I know what you mean. It would be fun sometimes to see like your favorite American actors. Although often, I mean, at least on the big fat quiz, often there's like an American
1: there. Well, yeah. And yeah, that happens on the the British stuff too. Sometimes you'll have, uh, you know, an American comedian living in the UK who's available to sort of do that Rich Hall.
0: Desiree Mm -hmm. Birch. There's a whole yeah. There's a whole. Bunch yeah, desiree
1: has been on. Like, did we talk about the the newer? Uh, uh, God, what the fuck is it called? Um, Eight out of ten cats. <laughs> uh, no, uh, the the one the one that uh, Richard Ioati is hosting.
0: Uh, oh, I don't know, but okay,
1: I don't. Richard Richard has been hosting a, a show for the last couple of years that feels like it's in it's in the sort of Taskmaster panel show goofy realm where people have to. It's it's like a quiz quiz team maybe I'll, I'll i'll google question team um question team yes okay there we go because yeah i googled it. i love yes. him
0: so uh, you, you should
1: watch it it's great it, it's very fun uh, uh it's it's a bunch of him and it's a bunch of other and it's the like like Desiree birch has been on there um god she's uh, so good she, she's fantastic um anyway yes uh so yes that's that's some stuff that's some stuff um, good interest interesting argument sort of post um like it's a it, it's a hard cases make bad law situation where like it's a longer thread specifically because people are arguing about a bunch of details, but, uh, there is a lawsuit against, uh, the studio, uh, that produced the film yesterday. The one about the guy who woke up and was the only one to remember the Beatles, I guess.
0: Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I never saw I that. Not,
1: I did not see it, but I heard it's was fine. Um, like it, it sounded like it was better than it could have been, and also not as good but as I would the want. But what's the problem? The, the trailer did what? The problem is one of the trailers included footage of Anna De Armas, uh in a scene that eventually ended up getting cut, or a subplot that ended up getting cut from the film. So she was in one of the earlier trailers for it, and then she wasn't in the movie. And some fans are suing the studio because they were deceived into seeing the film on the belief that uh, Anna de Armas was in it, but she wasn't. So it's a false I advertising. I mean, to be
0: fair, if you put someone in your trailer and they're not in your movie, that is some bullshit.
1: It is right. Like, and this is the whole thing. Like, I don't know how this suit's going to come out. I don't know what's going to happen. It's, it, it's not that, like, they won their suit. They were just being permitted to pursue it. Got it. You know, so who knows what's going to happen. But the, the thread is a bunch of people sort of trying to, like, talk through that and talking from somewhat different positions on, like, what they think it should be. And yeah, it's, it, it becomes a nice sort of, like, uh, Not contentious metafilter thread but like you know but there's a lot of different
0: ways to view that issue i think
1: yeah it's it's an argument from several different positions and there's no clear obvious answer other than like boy uh it's a little bit tricky i'm not sure how we resolve this satisfactorily which is like uh, yeah that sounds like a that sounds like an edge case lawsuit yeah um interesting but yeah i enjoyed that conversation
0: uh one of my favorite things uh the turn of the year is public domain day Yay! which is january 1st and a whole bunch of new stuff has copyright protection expiring on it expiring yes yeah. god you, you ever do that you just say a word and you're like that's like, not is how that, that even, works is
1: that even? yeah um, is
0: that, so all the sherlock holmes stories metropolis a whole bunch of stuff there's a great post on uh, the Duke website that really kind of talks about it. Uh, I got involved in a very brief Mastodon discussion, which was now my first use of the mute tool on Mastodon. (laughs) Because what I always do is I always go over to HathiTrust and I find stuff that's in the public domain. And in this case, there's a whole bunch of different books about, you know, historical people of color. Like these books used to be a lot more popular. Like, hey, here's a hundred Black people who have done something with their lives, you know, yeah. n- not that that should be news, but that what it meant was you got a book that was all accomplished people of color. At, at a certain time in this case 1927 but what it does is it comes with often with photographs or pictures and you can take those pictures that are now in the public domain and use them to illustrate the probably there Wikipedia articles about those people Many in many cases ah. there aren't pictures of them yeah. or in some cases be like we should write an article about this person who doesn't have an article because they were this notable person who nobody would have known about if there hadn't been this famous black people of 1927 book. And so I always get buried over at HathiTrust on New Year's Day looking at all this stuff because HathiTrust really kind of, uh, I mean, it's it's kind of like the Internet Archive in that they're a huge repository of sort of scanned digital stuff. Yeah. But they're kind of not like the Internet Archive in that they're a real business and they uh, work with a bunch of academic partners and and on public domain day they've already got like a compilation of the stuff that's going to be in the public domain which is great right yeah and you know so i headed over there and then i mentioned something about that on mastodon and then brucer from the archive was like i really wish they would make their stuff available for mass downloading and 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 you know i was like yeah well uh, whatever like it's public domain so theoretically it's your right to get it right um yeah but and and he's just weird about it you know i mean this is kind of why the internet archive is so great but also so oddly problematic is because brewster really wants to make everything available to everybody and if there are barriers like institutional barriers he just kind of he's like but everything available to everybody kind of yeah and so he was getting sticky on that point and i didn't want to have an extended conversation about it so i moved on and i'm not sure if the conversation moved on without me but it moved on that's, without me
1: that's exactly <laughs> that's, that's, that's the beauty like you can decide it doesn't need to be your problem anymore even if everyone else doesn't like actually agree like they can keep you know yelling at a cloud if they want you don't have to be yeah the and club.
0: like i I don't disagree with his perspective. I just don't think there's anything to be said about it. Like what you need to yeah. do is come to the table like grown-ups and figure out a way to negotiate, not like just show up in the public sphere and complain that your needs aren't being served, I feel like. And I feel like they yeah. do that. But yeah.
1: Well, this is this this thread also. I will say uh, is of a similar uh, note, like one that's it's more of a thread partly because people are arguing about stuff, than because there's not that much to say about public domain like developments here, other than like okay, those those are in the public domain now, great. Um, you know that that would not be you know several dozen comments that would be like oh nice. You know, but instead, hey, let's talk about the nature and purpose and functionality of copyright, though, and what does it do and what is important about it. And, well,
0: and know, a let's... lot of people have had copyright arguments other places on the Internet or with other yeah. people in the world, and so they kind of come with opinions about how how this is, is supposed to go, right? Um, and it's it's tricky, right? Like content creators need to get paid at the same time the public domain helps culture create stuff those yep. things are in
1: intention. In um, I've got a couple more from the blue. Uh, one is this uh, post from Fizz. Hi, Fizz. Hey, Fizz. Um, about uh, a guy did a video roundup of his process of killing every NPC in the video game Skyrim, uh, Older school, Scrolls Five, Skyrim, um, which is a lot. That's that's It's a lot of them, and it's this this particular idea is like, you know, it's like if you're into watching someone like talk about how they did a sort of weird, tedious, tacit video game, it's a fun video. Um, that whole concept is also sort of like, I, I won't repeat my comments in there, but like I've, I've done a similar sort of thing on a couple of occasions and it's a weird thing to try and figure out how to do. And you're sort of exploring to some extent how the game was designed and what intentions the game was putting into how it dealt with the idea of, like death of characters of varying importance, and whatnot. So it's like it's an interesting way to explore a system as well. But it's also like inherently such a bleak, tedious thing to do. It's like, oh I gotta go kill that person. Oh, gotta go kill that person. And not like not the people that you're supposed to be killing. Like not 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 a game right, where it's like right. it's just you Just a versus bunch a of randos. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's a bunch of like people in villages and like you know people who by and large are probably just supposed to be people you talk to. But Skyrim makes it possible to basically kill everyone. And they've got a whole radiant quest system thing that like reassigns side quests to different characters and whatnot. So if someone did die, someone else will be the person who's like, Oh, I need you to go get this horse from the East. Um, you know, so it was like, it was built to kind of allow this, but whether or not it does it well is the whole other question. And whether or not you feel good about doing it is a whole other question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, it, it was close to my heart. It's, it's, it's a weird sort of aspect of like, maximalizing your exploration of video game systems. Um, And I thought it was uh, interesting, and the video was uh, fairly music. Um, Also, uh, the the post of mine that I will share uh, from this month is this collection of weird gender uh, web forms uh, by Effie. Oh,
0: yeah, I saw this. And yes, I saw this. I enjoyed it, but I was also like... Uh, You know what I mean? Like, to me, who is cisgender, I'm just like, oh, ha ha ha, hilarious. And then I was just like, I don't know if I would feel that that was hilarious if I was somebody who was trying to fill out my gender, which wasn't one of the two binaries, and then had to deal with all this weird shit. Because some of these are funny. And some of them are just people doing a terrible job.
1: Yeah, no, I, I think there's absolutely that aspect of like I, I feel like the target audience for this is probably trans and non-binary people who like are already familiar with this shit and want at least the dark chocolate. And like uh, Effie falls into that category. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, there's the, the, you you always wonder a little bit like is someone doing this right and is someone doing this well? And in this case, like I was like I looked as like yeah, no, I feel I feel good about how the who and how on this. Um, but also there is that intersection of. Uh, gender stuff and also just terrible information management. So like, there's a little bit for everybody. Um, And you know, if it was like 10, 15 years ago, I'd probably be pretty worried about a post like this. You know, it's an interesting, like reassuring thing in the change in time that like, I didn't post this to metal filter being worried about what people would say in the comments. And like, if I had a time machine to 15 years ago, I wouldn't make this post. You know, sure. so it's, it's a reassuring sort Even of Even
0: 10 years ago.
1: Yeah. 10 years ago would have been dicey. Yeah. Um, yeah. So hey, hey to progress and also hey to excellent curation of weird bullshit people run into on the internet and, uh, weird bullshit. that people who it actually affects, uh, you know, have to deal with
0: yes. Male, female. I have no plans to purchase a new vehicle. Yes. Uh, Well, Box made a uh, pair of posts that I don't, uh, like, I've been not spending a lot of time getting deeply involved in the what's going on with libraries um, under this weird Christo-fascist set of people trying to, do terrible things to america but it's a problem you know it's less of a problem in vermont or new england than other parts of the country but it's a real problem and so uh box basically made uh, two posts over a couple days one of them how to ban 3600 books from school libraries and um The other one called The Horrifying War on Libraries, just talking about people's attempts to control libraries and what are in libraries and what programming libraries do because people have very narrow band uh, visions of what a library is. And there's a whole bunch of uh, right wing lunatics trying to really fan the flames of low information people in order to get them pissed off about this stuff. And uh, one of the things that I did or have been doing is, uh, so there was a book that got banned from a ton of libraries over the last like year or two called Gender Queer, right? And it's basically a memoir about somebody who is questioning their own gender and trying to figure out uh, E's own gender. They use E-I-Ear pronouns, which I'm not super good at, but I'll do my best. And There's basically a couple – it's a graphic novel. It's very well done. Very interesting because uh, he goes through some fairly complicated thought processes trying to figure out uh, how he feels about stuff. And there's a couple graphic panels, you know, like one of which uh, you're envisioning uh, being on the receiving end, I believe, of a blowjob, you know. So it's a little graphic. But like – I, because I had only saw, like, the haterade on the internet about it, I had thought this whole book was graphic. And, like, there's nothing wrong with a graphic novel that's graphic, too. Some of them are amazing. But I could understand why people would have concerns about children reading them if the whole thing was like this. But now it's just, like, two panels, slightly yeah. graphic, not a big deal, a non-issue. And I yeah, finally I mean, I, I... read them so that I know. yeah. And and the and the discussion of gender issues is so important, I think, especially for young people because it's not even like, oh, you know, some people are straight, some people are gay, some people are asexual, some people are whatever. But it really discusses kind of your own thinking about yourself, maybe not even fitting into like those categories and, and how you deal with it and how you talk to your family and how you deal with relationships and blah, blah, blah. Very
1: good. Yeah, book. yeah
0: but the haters go nuts on it and make it seem like it's essentially a sex manual and it's totally not. Yep. Uh, yep. So I figured one of the things I had to do was start reading and box has done a really good job of uh, making these two posts and I hope he continues
1: to. Excellent. Yeah. Um, let's see. I have one more post to mention, which I might've mentioned depending on the timing last, uh, last podcast too, but it's it's advent incremental post by juvenile, um, and now its it was an advent calendar idle game where there was like a new thing every day, and now it's done, and you can play the whole thing, which is nice, because everybody who's playing along over the course of the thread was running into the reality that the developers ran into bug problems and were doing this as a spare time thing and weren't able to keep up day-to-day with the calendar itself after a certain point. We
0: did talk and about so it last like, month, but...
1: But yes. Anyway, it's done now, and uh, it, it was it was a nice little thing, and you could play the whole thing through without having to wait day by day if you want to like chew through it more. So uh, yeah, if you like idle game light stuff,
0: yeah, it's, because it's there. I was like, what's an idle game, and you were like, it's a clicker, oh, okay. and I was oh, like, you know, like right, right, but that's a clicker, and yeah,
1: yeah. Um, this thankfully is not a very clickery idle game. So you don't have to do a bunch of clicking on stuff too much.
0: Good. Uh, Fuck clicking. But also,
1: also this is a rare endorsement of uh, an idle game. It has an ending. Like, you know, once you finish it, you finish it. It's not like the, okay, now time to do it all over again, but slightly faster again and again and again forever, which is the usual sort of uh, proposition with idle games. Um, So yeah, anyway, I enjoyed it. It was a nice fun time. It was fun, sort of going through the thread with people and being collectively frustrated at things that were a little bit wonky, or the drama of the developers not being able to get the days out in time and having to catch up. And yeah, it's a good time. Neat.
0: All right. How about over um, to Aspenafilter? To filter?
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna mention two comments first because okay. I, curse me, I some I never mentioned comments, but uh, like just dumb jokes that I liked <laughs> that I favorited instead of waiting for a meta talk post about it. I'm just gonna mention them. There's a nice joke from Fuki that's a riff on. Uh, I don't know why she swallowed that fly, and uh, there's (laughs)
0: it's funny, yes.
1: And there's there's also a uh, a comment uh, from House Goblin in the thread on Goblin Mode being the word of the year, and I always love it when. Can you tell me
0: what Goblin Mode is?
1: (laughs) Goblin Mode is. Do I just click uh, this
0: link? Will it tell me? Going
1: a little. I mean, I'm sure it will. It's like it's 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 a accumulated like folk term from this year for like you know sort of going feral, sort of like going off the rails. I remember seeing people
0: talking about it at Twitter, after Twitter had laid a bunch of people off. But that was the first time I heard about it, and so it oh, yeah. was hard to extract it from everything that was going on at Twitter.
1: It goes back to, I believe the origination was a fake headline about Julia Fox uh, talking about having, when she was dating Kanye West, that he didn't like it when she went goblin mode, which so someone just made up this headline, and it seemed like a plausible thing. that just thing. sounds
0: like blowjob talk.
1: No, uh, no, no, not not.
0: I understand goblin. <laughs> I understand, but still,
1: no. It, it, well, I mean, it, it helps to contextualize it in terms of Julia Fox being like sort of.
0: I don't know who that her, is.
1: Nobody like like not nobody like lots of people do, but also nobody does. It's it's she's this weird, she's someone who I think has effectively been a little bit famous this year for being famous is kind of the whole thing. And she's like, does conspicuous stuff. She, she wears a uh, trademark, very elaborate uh, black eyeliner that looks like something off of uh like Blade Runner. Julia Fox, uh, you say? Yeah. I, 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 oh, I'm worried that I'm her. fucking up her name now.
0: No, no, no. Um, I get it. Uh, she was in uncut d- gems.
1: Yes, Uncut jobs um, which is the other thing that she was sort of on the radar before. was you know, So she was, Goblin uh, Mode
0: is, josh- is negative?
1: It's not even, like, I think people claimed it. Like, I, I think maybe negative if you don't like Goblin Mode, but people, I think it took off because people like the idea of identifying. It's like the, I'm not going to get dressed and I'm just going to eat... Uh, you know, potato chips out of the bag, and that's my day. Sort of, I'm going to cease engaging in normal human responsibilities. I'm going to forget about niceties. I'm going to, I'm going to cease doing the dance of human civilization to some extent. And, but I'm you're, you're a little mode.
0: braggy about it, maybe.
1: Maybe, yeah, like, probably a little bit. It's sort of like uh, manic pixie trash panda like it's a little bit like you know you like being the raccoon in the in the darkness digging through the trash can sort of yeah that that sort of thing so anyway i i think it all came out of that and just people just ran with it and it became this thing which is as far as that goes that's a good choice for you know uh your word of the year because like it very much is its own thing rather than just like oh this terrible thing happened and now we have this word about it Um,
0: And then House Goblin shows up in the thread, which was how we started this.
1: Exactly. I I like it when someone uh, shows up uh, to comment on their, like, there's a hysterical, and then there's, like, just straight up, like, why are you guys talking about me? Which is, like, the the best in the genre. Uh, Anyway, that's it. I I wanted to mention those two comments, because they're good comments, and I don't uh mentioned comments
0: now. yeah i have a tendency to fave comments and not posts and then i i'm always yeah. trying to remember it like is it the comment that i like just on its own or did i fave it because i'm really faving the post and this was a good comment in it or something i don't
1: know yeah it, yeah my, my my favorites on comments are uh almost universally a collection of like jokes that i liked <laughs>
0: Color me surprised. I, I,
1: I, will, I will favorite posts that I find useful and interesting, but comments is almost like, oh, that was a good pun. Oh, that was a good pun. Oh, that was a good pun. Um, whether or not people would agree with me that they're good is other people's problem. I am correct. Um, yes, Ask Metafilter?
0: Yeah. I, um, I still haven't really been able to get back to Ask Metafilter for reasons that are entirely my own, and I don't know what they are. Like, like I love but Ask yeah, Metafilter, we've... and I've been avoiding it, and I don't know why. Yeah. Um, but I, uh, you know, poked around there a little because, of course, there's always stuff there relevant to my interests. And uh, COD's post uh, about good, just good, what's good internet radio stations? And, oh, nice. um, yeah, music from the rockier end of the roots music spectrum. What are your favorites? What's going on? And as somebody who spends a lot of time listening to internet radio, in fact, I've been making more of an effort in 2023 to try and listen to some of my own music for a change. Like not even music I make, just music on my computer, Um, just because I like it and I should. But there's a lot of faves in here. Uh, Good, 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 good suggestions. And if you're somebody who's looking for some internet radio, that's really uh, where you should go look.
1: Yeah, that's excellent. It's a nice roundup. Um, I mean, maybe I I've been one. on Ask
0: MetaFilter more than you.
1: Yeah, yeah I'm sure you have been. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have, I have, I have one in the hopper, and okay, that is I this uh, question from Ignic Noct, uh about why is it called a counter?
0: Oh, I do have to say that Ignic Noct, as we mentioned in the last podcast, I thought he was moving to my sister's town, and he is not.
1: Ah, well. Which is too
0: bad because I already had like this great, you know, just. <laughs> fantasy future where they all like hung out and were friends but uh alas it was not to be
1: you'd already created a set of elaborate traps um <laughs> you're gonna get them this time <sighs> uh, they, they couldn't move anyway, they couldn't move
0: to that quaint town but yes
1: go sucks. on um anyway yeah the question about the countersinks which as they can in the post are the sort of conical floor out at the top of a hole that's drilled for a screw and he's like why the fuck is it called a countersink, though? And the thread is a uh, collection of uh, comments helping answer that question. And sort of talking about can I hear the complicated- your cat? Uh, you oh you, you can. I-, ah! I-, I didn't know what that was going to. Uh, yes, Bodie. Hey, Boat. Um, Jasmine says hi, Bodie. Um, yeah, she's <laughs> me and Angela are probably in different rooms doing different things, and that's you know she's like this unacceptable. Is unacceptable. Yeah. Um, I've gotten so used to tuning her out that, like you know, <laughs> it didn't occur to me she'd even be audible. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, it's it's a it's a nice discussion of etymology and and whatnot, and sort of the the evolving language of some of the the tool use stuff involved too. Uh, it's a good the, month
0: when we could talk yeah. about the OED a lot.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And we um, learned a thing. Yeah. Oh, man, Jim found some random drill bit in his house. Like, we've been on a race to be, like, who's the most unpacked because we moved in the same week in August. And he finally got some shelves at Home Depot, which really helped him organize some of his stuff. But he found, like, this weird drill bit. And he was like, what is that? And I I wasn't sure. And I asked my friend Forrest. And Forrest was like, oh, it's this kind of countersinking, blah, blah blah. And I was like, hey, it's this kind of countersink," And Jim was like were and i was like i don't know why you have it you do not <laughs> you do not use tools it must have come with a set of something uh but yes countersinking so elegant
1: I, I i was gonna try and put together a drill bit taylor joke but then i realized a i didn't really have a good like interjection for it and b i don't actually remember who or what drill bit taylor is but, i don't know uh, what you're
0: talking about.
1: Uh, I, Drillbit Taylor, I swear to God, that is a thing of some sort.
0: Like Taylor, Someone, like it's Someone, like somebody... a person?
1: No, no, no. Like, oh, like... Drillbit
0: Taylor. Yeah, it's like a
1: movie? Yeah, yeah maybe a, a movie or a character or something? Three high school students bullied. All right.
0: And Owen Wilson is in it?
1: Huh, all right.
0: Owen Wilson plays Drillbit Taylor in the movie Drillbit Taylor. Wow. Well, that's a deep cut. It's 14 years ago. All right. I've never heard it, and thank you. I'll go watch that dumb show. Yeah, I, I, I,
1: I know nothing about it, so you know, <laughs> don't blame me if it's bad. But, no, uh, absolutely
0: anyway. not. I, I I understand what your tastes are. Um, So this post I really liked um, because it is also relevant to my unpacking interests. Like basically, I have two sets of things that are not unpacked yet and everything else is unpacked. One is toiletries because my bathroom here has less storage than my last bathroom. And I have to make some decisions about toiletries that I'm not ready for yet. Um, So there's just a couple extra boxes of toiletries. And I shouldn't have them, but I just can't right now sure um and the other is just boxes of freaking paper like i swore i was going to try and unpack everything and not just stash shit in the basement or the attic because this house has both a giant basement and a giant attic and i feel like i need to touch everything before i do that but where do i put my boxes of like old letters that i want to keep but i don't really need and so this is happy frog's question basically i've called my wardrobe bookshelves furniture clutter but I'm haunted by boxes of paper ephemera. How yeah. do you, you know, art done by exes. Yep, I have that. Art ripped out of magazines. Got that. Bank statements. No, I did get rid of those. Uh, old journals. Never had journals. Uh, old tickets that reminded you of trips. Ah, you know, and so it's it's difficult, right? Like, I think a lot of us, even if our current life, and this is what's going on with Happy Frog, even if our current life does not collect those things. Our past life maybe did, and it feels weird to just pitch the stuff. And so some people scan stuff. Some people, like, pick a couple notable things and frame them, and then whatever. Some people, and some of that stuff I do actually go back through, personally. I don't know about other people. I think people vary. Um, But, you know, there's a lot of kind of really good, caring advice about how to how to think about this concept as well as sort of how to deal with it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's it. It, it is. It's weird because it's going to be such a sort of personal thing for any given person too. like where the priorities is there and what the motivation for keeping it or, or culling is going to be that like talking about it as like a framework from a bunch of different people's perspective is especially useful here. It's not like there is an answer. It's more like, yeah, there's ways of thinking about it and being able to look at, like, you know, a couple dozen different people's different ways of thinking about it may be a lot more useful for someone than just, like, you know, well, here's what I do. That's what you do. Go do it. Right, Thank right. Yeah, exactly. And
0: and for certain people, like, you know, replacing scanned items with digital items is one of those now-you-have-two-problems things. And for other people, <laughs> it's a it's great, you know? Like, Jim gym, yeah. gym scans stuff in order to get rid of paper... But then he does wind up having a digital stuff issue because the problem is yeah. he's just not super organized. Like different people have different levels of organizational acumen. He is on the less organized side of the spectrum. No big deal. But part of that is like the self-knowledge to know how, how much you're going to use the system you want to create so that you can actually create something that's meaningful for you. Right. Yeah. And and I yeah, think exactly. that's really one of the trickier things. I think people like coming into my house because they're like, "Ooh, it's so tidy." And I'm like, "Well, that's just because I'm not letting you into the room completely full of crap." <laughs> like you know I know people are going to look at this, you know, like that's part of this. Uh and so it's it's always interesting talking to people about about their various things and I just found yeah. that thread really interesting.
1: Yeah, that's great. Uh yeah, similarly. Favorite that thread.
0: Because for me, and also for my neighbor who lives next door, Forrest, we both spend a lot of our kind of idle time doing like tidying and organizational projects. And that's kind of fun for me, you know. And so this is Escape from the Potato Planet asking, what are some hobby projects that you can do indoors? And I'm thinking about things like mushroom growing kits, ant farms, like bonus bonus for something maybe i didn't think of before you know order caterpillars online and watch them turn into butterflies like i don't really want to do art stuff but i am interested in these other things what would be cool about that and there's a nice little thread about things you can do yeah that's cool making christmas stars from soda straws that's more interesting than i thought it was going to be
1: neat i feel like yeah it's interesting like Everything I, I tend to think of here tends to fall into sort of like an arts and crafts territory yeah and that's just like that's just just that's just who I am that's what I tend to like get busy with um, but finding I feel like for people who don't really identify with that stuff that manages to not feel like do art so much as like make a thing with your hands might still be appealing and it's interesting to think about like what the sort of boundaries of that are like is doing origami type stuff? too artsy or is that a satisfying physical thing you know i don't know there's probably a lot of complicated uh, baggage uh, both in general and in my head about like what falls into or not into arts and crafts but uh but yeah
0: well and one of the things that's sort of my favorite about it is the different people in the thread being like oh i'm doing this so, like, you know, Azrael Brown is making corn, coin rings. Like, you cut out the middle of a coin and then you fold it over so you have a ring that you wear on your finger, but it's made uh-huh. out of a coin. Like, yeah. I have one of those from the state of Vermont, like, state of Vermont quarter, and it's probably yeah. one of my favorite things I own, right? My nice. sister just got it on the internet, you know, but, like, but being able sure. to, like, make those, yeah. ugh, like, what would that even be like, you know, like, like so... So interesting and so fun, and so I like I like knowing kind of what other people's interests are. You know, Raspberry Pi stuff, Escape from the Potato Planet is already done. Uh, Yeah, it's just it's neat. It's neat to uh, to look at the things that other people like in that area. Yeah,
1: it's it's a nice pile of stuff. Um, uh, I had a thought and I lost it. It went away. It's gone now. Hmm that fled from me.
0: Well, I don't have other, I mean, I, you know, I have a couple other like you know, book stuff, uh like uh I have to make sure I'm reading uh Daikaisho, uh wants books and media with neurodivergent representation. So it's a yes. kind of a list making uh list making thing newish post actually. I felt like I read one of these earlier as well, but there's, you know, there's some pretty good uh I think it's the only use of the neuro spicy tag that I <laughs> that I have seen. Uh but yeah, just just interesting like help me help me find these reading lists, all of these uh like book book threads are always interesting ones to me. Like yeah. help me read this because I'm always looking uh this one's another one just about r- books about writing non-fiction books by uh, Neslem, Neslemny, Neslem, New York, maybe. Uh,
1: Maybe, yeah.
0: You know, help me, help me change my uh, fanfic reading habits is another one. And then uh, the last one, which was interesting, uh, help me figure out which edition of a library book I read. So they know what the book is. But they want that specific edition because it's got specific illustrations. I'm not a hundred percent sure if they actually this was a Ceredwyn, Ceredwyn, and you know trying to figure out uh, which one it is. Jean has some has some good advice. There's uh, some information from Ursula Hitler and from Aboset.
1: Oh, Nizlamny is a uh, transliteration of a Ukrainian word for unbreakable or indomitable.
0: Oh, how interesting.
1: Yeah. Um, yes.
0: That's it for me for Ask Metafilter. Uh, I think one of All my right. New Year's resolutions will be to try and get a little bit more involved in Ask Metafilter uh, before the next podcast.
1: I think may- maybe I'll try and do that too because I keep thinking to myself I should just try and make a little bit of a, like, intentional... Like, I I, I, I've, I intentionally go and look at the blue, you know, Uh, On a regular basis, aside from like, 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 explicitly thinking, "Oh, I want to go see that thread." It's like, yeah, I'm just going to go take a look, and and I've I've never really built up that habit with Ask MetaFilter. Like, it was always more of like, uh, this is something that I'm looking at because you know professional obligation, moderating, Um, and I think I would enjoy making more of a point of just like looking for stuff on Ask MetaFilter. But like again, with a habit forming, it's you know, gotta gotta start doing a thing I don't normally do. It's impossible, Um, but. Maybe it's also possible. Um, a couple uh, quick meta talk things. Yes, both I just, have. Uh, I have at least one. Okay, well, my, mine are mine are both card swap things. Uh, there's the holiday card swap had happened, and hopefully everybody's got their in the mail, but also if you're that person who's listening and you're like, oh man, I still haven't put them in the mail, it's okay, just get them in the mail. Yeah, get them in the mail. Uh, there's always a bunch of people who are gonna be like laid out there. I was kind of laid out the gate myself, and uh, but there's a thread of people saying, oh, hey, thanks, these, these were nice. Um, and then on the flip side, if you feel like planning to send some mail, there is going to be a Valentine's uh, card exchange. Um, so if you're interested in that, go sign up and, uh, swap some cards. Um, and it could be any kind of card. It doesn't have to be, you know, a Valentiney Valentine. It doesn't even, technically speaking, you could probably just absolutely refuse to acknowledge the existence of Valentine's Day as long as you get your card sent. Um, but you know, you do you. Um,
0: yes. And if so, you're yeah. somebody who wants to write to somebody in particular, uh, chief chief the. Um, is, uh, doing a pal pal project, writing a handwritten letter a week to friends, acquaintances and family members. And you can sign up. I received a, uh, email from, uh, from them and, uh, very much, very much liked it. Nice. My other thing, which just came in yesterday and I had thought maybe it was going to be about one thing and it was about something completely different was a very funny post <laughs> from white2carl which is like a metafilter username's <sighs> post.
1: Yeah. It's it's delightful. I I admit I saw that in passing and my at first glance is like, "Uh, oh, fuck, what now?"
0: <laughs> I wasn't sure. It
1: was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. So just uh, talking
0: about like all the users that have the word goddess in their name, all the ones that have the word empress or emperor or queen or king, or
1: angel and uh...
0: and then other people like you know, chip pitch in with their own you know all the popes all the nerds all the spoons and plates uh it's adorable it's adorable it's a fun grab ass of a thread yep all the all the people with dead in their name all the people with happy in their name which i guess you can get from the info dump is that where people are getting them
1: or are they just yeah probably yeah there's a usernames uh file in there that's probably the easiest way to sort of skim for ideas
0: more boxes DVDs. than a ups store
1: grab that and grep it
0: grab it and grep uh, it
1: and grab it and grep it 2023 grab it and grep it
0: oh that's a good uh, one <laughs>
1: is that gonna replace our other uh, title uh, i'll throw it in there
0: i don't remember what that other title uh, was
1: new mefi new, new year new, new, new mefi. mefi mefi yeah i mean see, that's I can, pretty see, good you know, too American. you
0: could almost put them yep. all together because they're not very long yep
1: Yeah, maybe, maybe it'll be a big elaborate title. All right. Well, uh, yeah, anything else you want to mention? I was going to get inspired to pull up the fanfare thread for a movie called Grim Cutty that I just watched in the day, but there's not a fanfare thread, so I might have to make one. Yeah. Um, because it's a, a very so-so uh, horror movie based on the Momo Challenge uh, moral panic uh, from the last couple years, I want to say. I don't even
0: know what you're talking about. as per uh, usual. I, I,
1: I'm going to go find a <laughs> Angela didn't either. Uh, I think this is something that like, just you knew about it or you didn't. Um, but I'll see if I can find it. I'm sure there was a Metafilter post about it. Um, it was a online hoax about um, this. People were putting this content into videos and 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 places online, and kids were seeing, and it was brainwashing them into like doing bad things. Like Ben
0: um, thinks, like what?
1: Like like cutting themselves, okay? Other people, actually or, bad
0: things, not not yeah. like yeah,
1: okay. Yeah, but God, I, I'm trying to remember. Uh, I might just have to throw in the thread later because I'm not immediately finding. I'm pretty sure there was a post about it, uh, but anyway, someone made a horror movie about that meme. And it was not terrible. It wasn't amazing. And uh, and the audio on the file we had uh, broke about 10 minutes from the end. So this horror movie that depends a lot on soundtrack stuff and had a running ASMR theme, suddenly we were watching with just subtitles because otherwise it was impossible to watch it with the off-track audio, which was an interesting experience. Um, but I don't know. Maybe I'll try and find that. Maybe I'll try and uh, make a f- fan for a post about it, just in case anybody else who likes watching so-so movies with internet themes... Uh, watches it as well sounds good and yeah i think i think that's all i've got um so yeah i think it's a podcast i think we did it fantastic well uh happy new year to everybody uh, and thanks for uh being here and uh happy new year to you jessamine and thank you for uh doing all uh this uh being here and, and owning stuff and stuff sure
0: yeah glad to happy new year to you and uh you know check in after we do the taxes see how we're all feeling
1: (laughs) it'll be exciting it'll be fun it'll be a thrill a minute nothing like nothing like uh corporate taxes to you know raise your spirits anyway (laughs) yes all right that's it that's a podcast i'm going to stop talking now uh see you all in a month cool